Welcome to Helpful Humans, the podcast about people who are creating good in our world by helping and empowering others. I'm Kim Drobes, and I'm honored to share these stories with you. They get to the heart of who we are as human beings while exploring our inherent desire to make a difference. It started when, after Thanksgiving, my mom and I went to help the homeless, and they were asking for blankets and jackets and coats. That's Rose. She's eight years old, and she's talking about this past Thanksgiving when she and her mom, Sherry, ended up with a heap of extra food. We cooked in overabundance because of COVID, because we had a lot of family members that, although we're not going to actually dine with us, they were going to have, you know, to-go plate. So I made sure I cooked plenty of food. And we ended up with about 20 more to-go plates of food <laughs> than, uh, than we had family members. And I told Rose, I said, well, Rose, I said, let's go in because, you know, we knew that there were lots of encampments near our house, you know, not too terribly far away. So I said, well, let's go ahead and box up some of this food and let's just go take it out and see if anybody needs any. And she hit her snack box and she's like, well, mommy, I'll grab them some snacks and drinks and stuff like that. And then I wrote what was on the plates and, and then we took them out. And uh, there's one gentleman who was really sweet uh, and he walks over and, and he says, um, well, we have about 30 people over here. You know, do you have enough to kind of share? And I was like, oh, yeah, we've got plenty. So uh, he kind of alerted everybody else and everyone kind of came over and, and was very happy. But then one guy walked over and he said, ma'am, do you have a blanket? And Rose says, well, mom, we have the blanket in the back that we take for picnics and stuff. And I said, oh, yeah, we do. So we gave him that blanket. And then another guy comes, do you have another blanket? And I said, well, we had one more left. And I said, but it wasn't as thick as the first one we'd given. But he said he didn't care because it was, it was starting to get you know cold. It wasn't too cold, but it was starting to get there. And this one was tears in her eyes. She says, mommy, we need more blankets. And I said, yeah, we need more blankets. So we went to, was it Value Village thrift store? We went to Dollar Tree. We went to Dollar Tree. Family Dollar. And Family Dollar. Any we, store. Yeah, we went to a bunch of different stores and just started gathering things that we thought, you know, the people would and need. they started asking for book bags. And then, they, but, well, no, you came up with the idea of the book bag. You said yeah. they needed something to carry it in. Yeah. And then one of the guys did say, he was like, yeah, he says, I really needed something to carry my things in because sometimes they ask us to leave and I don't really have a way to carry all my stuff. And so, yeah, so we ended up doing, we found book bags at the thrift store. And our original goal was just to do 40 of these. But uh, and it I even, kept going on yeah, every weekend, Rose is like, we need to go and do more. We need to go do more. So Sherry and Rose have been doing more. Adopting the name Blessing Bags of Warmth for the Homeless, they are now spending their free time distributing food, blankets, coats, hygiene products, and PPE to their unhoused neighbors. And as it turns out, helping the homeless is not really a new thing for either of them. My uh, grandmother, Louise White, she's 100 years old now. And um, when I was a little girl about her age, we would go downtown to pay the water bill and she'd have one bag and she would fill that bag with about 10 or 15 bologna. It was usually bologna and cheese or something like that, something simple. And then when we got off the train, the path that we walked 
to get to where we paid the water bill, it was usually quite a few homeless individuals. And my grandmother would pass these sandwiches out. And I just remember the people were always so happy to receive these sandwiches. So it's, so it's been on my radar for several years. And then this little one came along and she was about three years old. You want to tell it? Okay, I'll let her tell it. <laughs> okay. My mom just picked me up from um, school, pre-K school, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I was really hungry, so she took me to McDonald's to get a couple fries and stuff. So we were getting ready to go home. And a man over on the side, he said he needed some help. And so I kept saying help 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 and she thought there was something wrong. i thought it was something wrong with her so i'm looking yeah. in the rearview mirror like you know like what's wrong like you know i'm thinking a spider's gotten in the car or something my three-year-old's freaking out and she's like help she, she said was, not me him <laughs> and then she was like oh okay now i figure out what you're talking about and so she had some leftover mcdonald's mm -hmm. and like a burger and some fries so um, I, I, she asked me what I like to give him some fries, and I said yes. So I grabbed a burger and a french fries, and then I gave it out to him. And he said, thank you, thank you, man. God bless you. And I said, God bless you. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for, thank you so much for staying safe. I think that's what well, you said you said a few things, even at a very young age, Rose has had a lot of empathy for people. And, and I, I was, care about I, all I was, people. you do care about all people. And I, but, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like we've in the sun, in the warmer months, we always would keep bottled water. We always keep snack bags, something in the car because they're, you know, because homelessness is really, you know, prevalent around our area. You know, it's just, it's something that we see quite often. And, you know, like I said, even as young as three, she knew that this was a person that needed help. Sherry knows that sometimes people are homeless due to a spiraling of circumstance. After the break, she'll share an example and tell us about her future plans to help the unhoused, even in the most complicated of situations. Hi, this is Sean, one of the producers here on Helpful Humans. If you're looking for more inspiring stories that highlight community and human connection, then check out our sister podcast, Rochambeau. Rochambeau is the podcast about the world's most unique competitions and the amazing competitors that make them happen. With stories that celebrate both the quirky and the crazy, including barstool ski racing, competitive air guitar, and the search for the world's ugliest dog, Rochambeau is really fun, lighthearted, and always interesting. That's Rochambeau, spelt R-O-S-H-A-M-B-O. Listen and subscribe today on your favorite podcast provider. When Sherry and Rose are out distributing goods, sometimes the recipients share their layered stories of how they ended up sleeping on the street. And in some cases, Sherry has learned that other organizations have tried to get them housed in the past, only to have the process derailed by common systematic requirements. I had one gentleman tell me, he was like, yeah, they offered me a hotel room. He said, but they told me I had to have my ID and I haven't been able to get my ID because I can't get my birth certificate. And it's like, what do you do then? It's, you know, and then you're, I'm, then I'm on Google going, okay. And he's like, he's born in Arizona. So I'm like trying to look up, okay, how do you get birth certificates in Arizona? So it's like, well, what do you do? How do you help? So I want to be able to let these people know there are people that care. And believe me, Sherry does care. 
and moving forward, she wants to be able to assist people with a variety of circumstance. I remember one of my coworkers years ago telling me that if you do what you love, you won't work a day in your life. And my uh, my friend and, and also attorney, Stephanie Shepard, she has assisted me in uh, filing for our incorporation. And she's also assisting me in filing for our 501c3. And uh, she's getting me in contact with grant writers and things of that sort. So we do hope to uh, eventually, you know, have uh, some sort of building so that we're able to uh, organize and also, you know, not just to provide uh, the day-to-day needs of our unhoused family and, and unhoused neighbors. So, you know, we started with something small and we hope to grow it into something big so that when someone comes up to me and says, I don't have my driver's license or I don't have my birth certificate, I can say, here, this this branch of our organization can help you get that. Let's, let's do that. Because well, a lot of the people, it's just the most simple reasons as to why they're unhoused. You know, it's not it's not, I, I'm a bum, because a lot of people, their misconception is, oh, you know, these people need to get jobs. It's kind of hard to get a job when you don't have an ID, you don't have a birth certificate, you don't have a roof over your head. I talked to one man, very intelligent, very well-spoken, absolute sweetheart. And his mammy said, I had a job for 30 something years. He said, I lost that job. He says, but then I lost my house and I lost all my personal belongings. And now I'm just kind of been, I'm stuck. So it's not that he doesn't want to work. He wants to work, but he can't because he doesn't have like his driver's license, he doesn't have his birth certificate, he doesn't have anything. Right. All he might have is like a backpack with some food and like a tent and stuff. That's all he has. He doesn't have like a bathroom. He doesn't have like a snack box. He doesn't have like a backyard to play in. He doesn't have anything besides a tent and somebody not carry his stuff in. That's all he has. Sherry and Rose are getting to know the homeless community in their area pretty well. And when the community suffers a loss, like they did recently with a gentleman named Mr. Paul, Sherry mourns with them. He was such a, a vibrant individual. He only talked to who he wanted to talk to. And I remember the first few times that I'd seen him, he was very uncertain. But I think the thing that really got me in good with him was the red beans and rice that I made one time. Mr. Paul was like, oh, girl, you put your foot, your elbow, your knee, your ankle. We, we have a saying where you really put your foot in it when it's good. Like he, he said, I put a few extra body parts in it. He was such a vibrant person. And to know that, to know that he lost his life in the way that he did is just... It's heart-wrenching. And that's another reason why I put so much emphasis on trying to get the sleeping bags and the blankets and the hand warmers. And he should not have been on the side of the street freezing to death. He just shouldn't have. Blessing Bags of Warmth for the Homeless is best reached via Facebook, where Sherry shares more about the people they are helping. I encourage you to check it out. On Facebook, we are Blessing Bags of Warmth for the Homeless. Uh, We also have a GoFundMe that was uh, set up. Uh, We have a Facebook donation link. And then we have the Amazon wish list where people, if they want to, they can just purchase items and have them sent directly that we uh, immediately turn around and put back out into the community. It's a labor of love. It's just a way to give back to our to our neighbors. And it feels good to do that. 
Thanks so much for sharing part of your day with us and for listening to this Helpful Humans episode. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Helpful Humans is provided by the amazing K. Michelle Dubois. Check out all of Michelle's latest offerings on her website at kmichelledubois.com. Follow us on Facebook at at Helpful Humans Podcast, where you can see updates to stories that we've covered and perhaps suggest a story of your own. Thanks for listening. <laughs>